Salut mes amis, bienvenue sur mon podcast et sur cette, dans cet épisode ici on va faire, on va parler about les insécurités, <rire> je vais dire parler, ok, 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 I don't know what about is, on va parler sur les insécurités et des choses comme ça, basically all that I just said translated is welcome back my friends to my podcast and in this episode we're going to talk about insecurities, so Yeah, let's go. So, I took the chance to record this while I have time. So, I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me just go record. Get started on another episode. And just because I just released a, an episode, like, like not, not even, like, in the past hour, it doesn't mean I can't record. If, if anything, if I don't start, I'm going to procrastinate. So, I was like... Okay, let's go for it. So here I am, and I'm going to talk about insecurities. And in this episode, I'm going to be vulnerable about some things. And I just want to say vulnerability is not the most comfortable thing. It's not the most comfortable thing to be, especially because it makes you feel so exposed, like so exposed. But if anything, it's just exposing the lies and the lies can no longer find their place. Uh, the, can no longer find their place on the inside of you. It's like the light shining in the darkness, exposing that monster that is the insecurities, that is the lies, the fear, the whatever, exposing that. It's not exposing you, it's exposing the lies, the fear and all that. That's why vulnerability and accountability matters so yeah in this episode we're going to be talking about insecurities and and uh i i feel like this is an episode that needs to be talked about especially in regards to mental health i was i was reading an article about this a while ago and they talked about insecurities they also talked about you know about narcissism <laughs> and by the way i am not narcissistic um but i have been in the past um so Kind of like, let me just tell you what what kind of kind of led to my narcissism. Um, first of all, my narcissism resulted out of pride. I told you in the last episode that I deal with pride. I still do, but it's not as 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 much as it was before. And it's hiding, and you know, day by day, you know, baby steps of the Lord. So. Yeah, it's it really with a lot of pride. And uh, when I failed to meet my standards, my pride stand, my prideful standards, then uh, the insecurity come that I'm not good enough. And uh, the insecurities then went to produce kind of like a pride, uh, uh, like went to went in this cycle, started this cycle of where pride. That's insecurity and insecurity led to comparison and, and compare and comparison led to insecurity and the cycle keeps on going on. Yeah, no, wait. And comparison. Oh, comparison leads to pride and pride leads to insecurity. So it, it, it creates a cycle. And uh, yeah, yeah, I still haven't found a main scripture, but, you know, we'll wing it and we'll get our main scripture from the spirit hopefully yeah yeah we will we will so yeah stick around for this episode yeah 
So when making this episode, when starting with the episode, I was like, I have, I told you, I, I have like a few choices of episodes to choose from, um, a, f- a little a little list to choose from. And um, I felt like the spirit asked me that, what is the topic that's the most closest to your heart out of these right now? He didn't say it as the way that I said it. I added the out of, I added out of these and right now, but that's what he was in, him implying. And uh, I thought insecurities because I've been dealing with that. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about that. But first, before we get into the rest of the episode, where is life at? Où est la vie? Où est la vie? Um, je ne sais pas. <laughs> uh, je ne sais pas comment. I don't know how to how to explain this. Oh, okay. Words, words. Come on, words. Come on. So I'm just gonna start talking, and then we'll see. Yeah. So you know, life is ups and downs, kind of quiet and kind of unsure uncertain in fact in fact i think that right now i'm dealing with this like unknown i have a peace in my heart but the future is coming and the high school's finishing and there's this fear of the unknown and uh, but i have a peace in my heart there's this fear that almost like if i if i try to worry about it too much the fear is going to grip me but and I've been having my breakdown moments and kind of like, it's really hard to explain where life's at, but kind of having my breakdown moments and kind of like, I haven't been paying much attention to my relationship with God. And it's really become really routine more than it's, and yes, you need the discipline for in the relation, in your relationship with, with God, but it had become kind of like very routine and, and the passion and the the relationship the intentionality in that started fading out and i'm just trying to rebuild that so i think i'm going on a fast soon for that Uh, um yeah because i really recommend fasting for any for all of y'all if you ever want to like get close to god approach god like go on a fast or it, it can be maybe like a fast from social media or a fast from 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 your phone like you know and or a food fast like you know cut out some things and just to be with god you know it doesn't mean those things are bad necessarily bad but just to be with god for the sake of being with god in that you put your relationship with god first and yeah but anyway life is okay and um if uh, and of what God is teaching me, I'm not sure. I guess God is doing such great things in my life. I really can't fathom. And it, He brought me back to Second Chronicles chapter twenty, where the fight for you. And really, this time it, it, it. I just have such rest in my heart, such a peace in my heart. I don't know how to explain it, and. Uh, so, yeah, I just explained a bunch of stuff that's not even connected. It, it it seems so disconnected one from the other as if I'm just moving about aimlessly because because I guess 
not much is going on in life and yeah yeah in my life but overall god is good god is wonderful god is awesome and he is my bestest friend and i started i i started thinking recently about the divine romance between god and i and it's not a sexuality type of romance it is it, it is a deeper kind of relationship the divine romance oh and uh, i just love that closeness but but still on that on the divine romance just a few days ago i was telling god that god you don't feel like family anymore and the reason I, I was saying like family is that you don't feel like like my father anymore you feel so disconnected I feel so disconnected from you. You feel so far away. Where are you? In fact, let me read you one of my one of my entries. Um, I ha I've been feeling lazy to write in my journal, so I've been writing in my in my on my phone. So let me see. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I'm in my notes. Wait, just be patient with me. Okay, I can't find it. Ah, I can't find it. I really can't find it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. No, I just found it. Never mind. So get ready because I'm about to read something very vulnerable, very open. Twenty five of twenty fifth of August, twenty twenty two. Ah, okay. I feel so alone in the world. I feel so lonely. Right now, I feel like the relationships in my life are just too much work. I don't feel like I have the strength. Lord, I'm really, really trying to live for you, but you're not making it any easier. Why? I can't handle this. Why is my life so hard? Why have you let me feel alone? Where are you, God? You're not as close as you used to be. I feel like giving up. But oh, I can't give up. I've come so far. I feel like just complaining, but I just want to cry because you're taking so long. I feel like Mary or Martha who watched their brother, your friend, die. And their reaction was, Lord, where were you? I have your word, but no change. No change at all. In this one moment, after holding it together for so long, after having kept my eyes on you for so long, now... Now I'm just sinking. I feel like some little nobody here on planet Earth. A little nobody with no impact. I don't need people's approval, but I just feel like crying. I pray, I pray, but no change. If there's any apparent change, it's very little. And I try. I really, really try. And I know you're with me, but I just want to cry. I just want to cry. Now I approach your word, it's an open book, but nothing in my life makes sense. The puzzle pieces are all over the place. Nothing is in order. I know you're working and that, that right there is my only reason to smile. Lord, you are all that I've ever known. Sure, I've known people and they're great, but you're all that I've ever known. You're all that I've ever known. I'm not extremely discouraged. I just needed to cry, to talk, and to release my burdens on you. You're my bestest friend ever. 
Lord, this is the moment. This is a now or never moment. Lord, I trust you. Oh, that is very vulnerable. Yeah, so I guess that, that explains. That was a few days ago. Right now, it's the 9th of September. So when did there's... I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to do the math. I'm not going to calculate. But it was like a week and a half ago or something like that. But I, it, it really kind of explains where I was at. But I, I'm at peace right now. I'm at, I'm at rest. I feel God is doing something really wonderful. So that's where life's at. So in the past few episodes, you, 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 you have been, I, I bet you've been like getting the hints of my insecurity over the past few episodes, like the feeling, feeling not good enough, you know, like, yeah. And so, yeah, right now we're going to, we're, I'm going to read to you from my dictionary word web, the definition its definition of insecurity. Let me look at it. Insecurity. Yeah, insecurity. Insecure. Yeah. The state. Oh, no. The anxiety you feel. Oh, the anxiety experience when you feel vulnerable and insecure. What is the definition of insecure? Lacking self-confidence. Or assurance. The anxiety you feel when you feel vulnerable or lacking self-confidence or assurance. Yeah. And our main passage is really one. One. One main passage. And it's found in Psalm. And it's Psalm 139. So I'm still go I'm still going on my Bible app. Psalm 139. I'm gonna read in the message because I've read it in, in the NKJV already. I'm gonna read in the message. It says from from verse 13, it says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all, pre all prepared before I even lived one day. Your thoughts. Now, this is where this is where it's found. This is where our answer is. Our call to action is this. Your thoughts. How rare. How beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sands of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live with you. And please, God, do away with wickedness for good. Yeah, that's our main passage. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about it. 
like to break it down into three points as usual or two points you know yeah so in this episode we have two talking points we have two points for the episode point number one says good enough point number two is perfect point number one which is good enough is our feeling not good enough you know feeling like we we can never measure up we can never come close and point number two perfect is that god says we're perfect god sees us as perfect when god sees us he sees perfection and that's what we're going to be talking about as we're breaking down this psalm right here yeah so let's start with a good enough so the not good enough feeling we all know it the majority of us know it if not all of us we know it we know how it feels like to look at ourselves to look at the way the things that we do to look at our appearance to look at other things all things in regards to ourselves all things about ourselves and think I'm not good enough. You look at your appearance, think you're not good enough. And uh, at what you do, the things that you do, you think, I'm not good enough. I'm not spiritual enough and stuff. You know? So we we all know, we know it so well, um, that feeling of not being good enough. But where does it come from? What What's set the standard or good enough who set the standard for good enough and we'll we'll we come to see that you know i've come to find that what two of the biggest factors in this feel, feeling not good enough and uh, by the way the feeling of good enough like if you continue down that path you will never be good enough according to your own standards so now two of the main factors that I've found, that I've observed in my life and even in others is comparison and pride. So it all starts with harmless comparison, you know, and comparison is not always like you start out like that. So like with social media and uh, the social media, the thing is. With social media, you are looking at other people's lives, them live their lives. Actually, it's not even their lives. It's like the highlight reel of their lives. They're not telling you about the messiness of everyday life. They're not telling you about the hardships. They're just telling you about their highlight reels, their highlight moments. And they skip over all the good stuff, <laughs> all the good stuff, all the hard good stuff of life. They skip on that. And they post their highlight reel. And so you start comparing yourself to that. Subconsciously, you start comparing yourself to that because you're, let's say, let's take, for example, one social media outlet, which is Instagram. So you start, you start subconsciously, you, you as you're going through all that, you're, you're comparing yourself to that. And you start seeing these that, and you start thinking that, man, their lives are perfect. And my life is a mess gosh, like, my life is a mess. And you start comparing, and you start thinking that 
you start thinking of yourself as, you know, less than human, not good enough. You start feeling subhuman. And that is not okay. That is not okay. So there's not only social media for which to compare ourselves. And I just want to make a, a funny kind of reference. So a few months ago, my friend showed me this channel called, I think, Sisyphus 65. Sisyphus 65 on YouTube, where he's, he told me to watch two videos from there. And he said he'd watch two of my recommended videos. So I... I went there and uh, I was watching one of the videos. I didn't necessarily agree with that. My mindset was not that of the channel. That's why he recommended it to me. But he said something that really skipped the page. It really like, really got me. The guy said that he was speaking about his life and, the, and he was like, then I get, then I go, then I get, when I get home, I spend four hours of my life watching other people live their lives. And I was like, wow that is so that is that is so deep i spent i spent four hours of my life watching other people live their lives and uh, the lives that they are presenting as i've said it's a highlight reel so then let's go now let's get go into like real life like in real time comparison so comparison becomes this obsession you know you're comparing because and pride that's where kind of pride kicks in where you're trying to see if you're better than anyone at anything because in other things you feel like you're not good enough in all those things and so you start comparing trying in pride you start comparing and you start looking to people and try to find imperfections try to find and if you look to people you will find imperfections but then when you find imperfections in them and you take up that same standard and you measure it up and you juxtapose it upon yourself you find that you're imperfect too so then it just becomes this whole mess where you just it just becomes this whole mess where you feel so horrible and you feel like you are you are less than human you are less than everybody else everybody else is where you feel like everybody else is better than you they have they everybody else has it better than you they can do stuff better than you they look better than you and stuff and stuff but like dude like let's chill out let's like let's unwind because like you get so wound wound <laughs> what is the word i'm looking for wound up like you get so wound up i i okay i'm, I'm just going to continue you just you should, you get so wound up in the comparison and your insecurity feels like it feels chronic it feels perpetual it feels permanent and you feel completely horrible about the way you are you feel completely horrible about the way you act about the way you talk the way you dress the you just feel you become so self-conscious about things about about certain things that you just feel less than and so let's unwind let's unwind let's just go back so and all this started with comparison and it went to comparison out of pride 
So pride led to comparison. Or just rather comparison led to pride. So then this then in turn creates insecurity. So pride leads to comparison and in comparison leads to insecurity and insecurity leads to pride insecurity leads to pride again in comparison and you can totally reverse this cycle where insecurity leads to comparison and comparison to pride and pride to insecurity or insecurity to, to pride to comparison it just goes all around and you start feeling completely horrible you feel like you feel like i can't find another word i can't find another phrase but you feel less than and you're not you're made in the image of god you're perfect you're perfect in god's eyes and so let's first get to the root of this which we're going to deal with these two things comparison and pride now these two these two intertwine comparison and pride they're like two venn diagrams if you know what a venn diagram is it's like these two circles in math that over overloop is that the word yeah comparison and pride are like are kind of like venn diagrams so so then how do we deal with these how do we stop that well then we need to come to a point where we realize that we don't need to compare ourselves to try to feel good enough. We need to learn that we are good enough. And the pride is really sneaky. Because for me, my pride was at its height during the moment of my first love. Like, oh God. It's like, I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I'm so spiritual. Like, God is talking to me. I... Like, I hear God, I hear God talking to me, and other people don't. I read the Bible way more than other people. I appreciate, I worship in a way that other people don't. And when I pray, it's so powerful. It's like, so that's that's why I just want to say pride is really sneaky. Because you, you, you'd think that, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm doing so well. And that was the moment of my first love. So, like... Return to your first love. That's that's it. That's the that's the time. That's the place. But in terms of pride, that's where I was. So, how do we, how do we deal with pride? Let's start with pride. Well, real really, pride is from the flesh. See, you are three. You you are comprised of three parts. You are a spirit, and you have a body. You are a spirit, and you have a soul, and you live in a body. So the spirit is at the core, is at the center. The spirit is at the core of it all. Then is the soul, your mind, your will, your emotion. And all that is covered up in your body. It's housed in your body. Your spirit is, your, you are your spirit, and you have a soul. And that is in your body. You live in, in your body. So then, when I speak about the flesh, I speak about, about the, the other part of you. So, now I'm talking in complicated terms here. The flesh and the spirit. So, the flesh does not understand the things of the spirit. The flesh is evil. 
Our hearts by nature are evil and all they want to do is rebel, sin against God, turn against God, like 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 the 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 most wrong things. That's what our flesh wants. So you there's two of you. There's the flesh and there's the spirit. Now, when you were brought to life, when you came to receive when you came to receive Christ, your spirit came alive. Remember, your spirit was dead before you received Christ. But when you received Christ, your spirit came alive. But now these two living in one body are competing for control of you. They're competing for control of your body. And so now, who are you going to let to have control? And this is why only one can have control. Because the Bible says that the spirit lusteth, that is the spirit desire, desires against the, the flesh, and the flesh lusts, the flesh desires against the spirit. And so that's why, like, kind of like in the episode, Sexuality, I spoke when I spoke about lust and I said that uh, I, I spoke about it like simply lust is desire. But like there's like the specific there's like this specific lust that a lot of the times when I speak about lust, I'm talking about it, which is in terms of like wrongful desire, like in like the one that Jesus talks about in Matthew five, I believe, verse 27, where about, you know, lusting in where it involved where it's part of sexual immorality so the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit and the spirit and the flesh will always be at war your spirit and your flesh they will always be at war unless one of them dies so your flesh will try to overpower your spirit and your spirit desires your spirit is the one that wants to pray your spirit is the one that wants to know God more. Your spirit is the one that wants to spend time with God. Your flesh is the one that that says, no, you can't do that. Remember, you got to do this. And uh, by the way, take it. And by the way, get some dopamine. Go on social media and get some dopamine. And oh, the like the dopamine cycle. That's a whole that's a whole other topic. Get some dopamine and go on YouTube. Watch the watch some videos. And like get some dopamine, just do anything but read the Bible. Do anything but pray. Do anything but spend time with God. Now that's the flesh. So now you, I, I hope that this isn't too complicated or I didn't explain it too well. So let me get back to what I just talked about. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You are not, you are not a human having a spiritual experience you are a spirit having a human experience. So then, in your, in your person, in your mind, there's two of you. There's actually two of you. There's your flesh. Now we know that the body's that we know that the body is, is like it just reacts to the soul and the spirit, right? So you have a flesh. You are. There's two persons on the inside of you. There's the flesh one and there's the spirit. The spirit wants the things of God and the flesh wants the thing of the things of the world. And the flesh wants pride. It even wants to says if if the spirit starts to overpower the flesh, the flesh will try to sneak into your spirituality some comparison and pride. And once that sneaks in, your spirituality becomes corrupted 
and the flesh starts to take back the power. So how do you deal with comparison and pride? Well, this is by first realizing that you are good enough. And so now I'm going to read to you again from Psalm 139, which we are where we are. So I'm reading the message, and this is what the message says. The message says, oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God. You are breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. So, I want to tell you that you're not just good enough. You are perfect. That all the, all the you're not good enough that comes from comparison and comes from pride, all of that, that's lies. You're not just good enough. You're perfect. You are perfect in God's eyes. And comparison kind of seeks validation from your... Comparison and pride is kind of seeking validation to esteem yourself higher than others or to esteem, to, to esteem others lower than you in, in, that, in trying to make yourself feel better about yourself. So then... You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that anymore. And I know that pride and comparison may try to sneak in, which is why, like, especially with the social media thing, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to tell you don't use social media, but I want to tell you that, you know, use it in moderation. Use it in moderation. You and the Spirit of God on the inside of you will, like, lead you in, in how to do that. But in terms of social media, use it in moderation. And also, number two, I want to tell you that you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to compare yourself to other people to feel good enough. You are perfect. And that's our next point. That's what we're talking about right now. Let's go. Now, let's go to our next point, which is you are perfect. But before we get into our next point, I want to kind of give like, at the very least, at least two occurrences of my of my insecurity okay so um while i when i was still early into my teenage years um 13 14 years old i remember <laughs> i had I, I had so many insecurities so that's when like that's when i was dealing with the eating disorder just so you know and that's when i realized just how much of a bully the devil really is because like I had I like remember I, I I was I still kind of was like in the moment of my first love so I I always had power and authority over the devil like I knew that I knew the devil can't touch me can't harm me nothing and so and so then like I started hearing people tell me like from towards the end of 
the sixth grade. I don't think I'm a teenager yet. Towards the end of the sixth grade and uh, all throughout the seventh grade, people telling me that you're gaining weight, you're gaining weight. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. And as time progressed, I did notice it that, oh my gosh, I am, I have gained weight. And I'm like, and I was like, always a skinny dude. <laughs> um, and so I, and I, I always, I always ate a lot of food, you know, like I always ate a lot of food and, uh, I never really gained weight much. And to this day, I eat a lot of food and, uh, cause I'm a young man. And so I'm taking advantage of that. And somehow like, it's like, no matter, <laughs> no matter how much I, it's like, I'm not, I'm not eating like it's not an eating disorder around like, you know, the way that I'm eating food. It's just like, it's just that I eat until, until, until I'm satisfied. But then again, I'm a young man. So I guess that, that, that balances it out. So, and also I'm okay. So, so then I, I then became so self-conscious about my appearance, about the way that I looked, about my weight. I became so self-conscious about that. I became weight conscious and I was always watching my weight. I was, now I don't think that my eating disorder was like bad, 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 but like, okay, so on a scale of one to 10, how bad would I say it was? Um, I would have to give it a five or a six. Yeah, a six. I'd have to give it like a six of how bad it was. So then... I started, you know, I felt so insecure because I started finding my identity in my body image. I, I started kind of like putting more of my identity. I started putting the weight of my identity on my body image. And that just made me feel worse because it seemed I wasn't losing weight. And if anything... I was, I tried all sorts of methods and uh, at times it, it was, it was really a battle, you know, cause I just, cause like, I want to eat, like, I want to eat normally, like a normal person. But then after that, like, no, don't eat, rather, you know, starve yourself and stuff. But like, why? So my identity then, uh, started drifting from God and into my body image because I became so self-conscious about that. And it, it started really, it, it started really mattering. <laughs> okay. Okay. It started being something that started mattering to me. And I don't know why I let it ever go to that extent. And uh, I just felt completely horrible. I felt so insecure. I would compare myself to other people, to people around me and go like, look at them, their body is like this. They're, they're, look at them, they're skinny. Look at them, they're, they're perfect. They're better than me. And, uh, and think, and just thinking that all in my mind. And uh, it was really an internal battle. And then there's like the devil. I stand in front of the mirror and I'm like, I stand in front of the mirror and I'm like, you are so fat. You are so, you are, you are, like, 
other people are better than you. What is wrong with you? Why can't you stop eating so much? You've tried losing weight and you have a problem. You're going to be like this for the rest of your life. So that time passed. And by the way, I did lose weight. Because uh, like, I, could, I could show you a picture of like me then and me now. But it's not possible on podcast. But carrying on. But then the freedom came when I said no. I don't care anymore. It's not like oh, whatever. Let let it let whatever it let let it be. Let whatever is be. Let whatever happens happen. No, it wasn't that kind of like whatever. Or <laughs> it was a kind of like I don't care because the devil was bullying me day by day from morning to evening. So I said that I don't care what you say about me, about my body image, about who I am. I just don't care about that. And after that, I kind of like, I just started returning to God and God started reaffirming me and he reinstated that that identity on the inside of me. It wasn't only my weight in that, in that, in that moment of the eating, in that time of the eating disorder, it wasn't only my weight, it was also like other things like boys around my age were were like they were they were growing up they were growing up and you know the puberty was like evident with them but with me it was a bit it was a bit slower and so i i, I felt like i i felt like oh man maybe i'm not maybe i'm not the devil okay the devil try to put it on me that you're not you're not male enough and in that moment he even tried to convince me that he even tried to convince me that maybe you're a girl and so i i guess i kind of understand where gender dysphoria comes from well what is gender dysphoria lest i be wrong right now let me check uh let me see uh okay my okay, I misspelled. Okay, there. Mm, no, I can't find it. I can't find it. I'm gonna have to Google it. So I guess I understand how how people can kind of like start thinking. No, I was born in the wrong body, because the devil was trying to shove those lies down my throat. But I, I and and I was kind I, I was kind of like I, I I refused and. I fought. That's why it was so hard. And so I just want I, I just want to tell some someone out there that maybe the reason it's so hard is because you're still fighting and you're still resisting and you haven't let the devil win yet. You haven't let the devil win and you're not going to let him win. You're not going to quit. You're going to keep on going. And I, I want to tell you that you're going to get there. So and um, even like with my voice back then, I, I had the I had the smallest undropped voice it was it was it was so cute such a little voice and i could sing high notes right now right now like i have like you know like my throat right now so i can't really even try to imitate high voices because if i do my voice just cuts out like i can't hear a thing like i can just hear a, a sound the sc kind of screaming silent scream sound
yeah, but, but then, then I even felt like, oh no, my voice is not deep, is not becoming deep, like all, like all my, you know, peers, like all my peers around me, and I just felt so horrible, and uh, I felt like, man, I just felt so insecure about everything, and, uh, but glory be to God, for I came out of that. Although I'm still dealing with some insecurity, although I'm still dealing with some insecurity, like back then it was like, it was really, really bad. And as for the voice, you can hear for yourself. Um, I do appreciate this voice. I do love my voice. I kind of like, I, I, try, I try to play with, with this voice, but also, I also kind of miss my old voice, my small old voice. Um, but okay, okay, that's 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 my story. Now let's go. Let's get into perfect. You are perfect. You are perfect. You are perfect in God's eyes. You are perfect in God's eyes. So let's look at it like this: Whose opinion matters? Does your opinion, in comparison to the eternal God? Anything in comparison to the eternal God is eternal nothingness. <laughs> so, in compare, does your opinion in comparison to the eternal God matter? No. Does people, does people's opinions in comparison to the perfect God, the eternal God, matter? No. No, it does not. God sees you as perfect, and that's truth. God sees you as perfect. Whether you feel like it or not, God sees you as fearful, wonderful. I have words here underlined in my Bible for Psalm 139. Fearful, wonderful, marvelous. God sees you as all that. And you may not see yourself as that. Which is why you have to become transformed. Because that is your internal identity. It is your internal identity. Remember I was telling you that when you were born again... Your spirit came to life, but your mind and your flesh was still alive. <laughs> and the fleshly, the carnal mind was still alive in your mind. The carnal mindset is what we are, that is what we are trying to get rid of. The carnal mindset that tries to work in insecurity and in comparison and in pride, feeling not good enough. That's what we're trying to get rid of. Romans 12, chapter 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the, in view of all the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Sorry, as a living sacrifice. Let me, let me just, I'm getting there. As a living sacrifice. Um, okay. As a living sacrifice, which is your, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now this is, verse 2 is the most important of all. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and perfect will of God. The Amplified says, even that good and perfect will of God for you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you coming to see 
that you're perfect is a matter of transformation. When you read this book right here, this book called the Bible, the most valuable book ever, this is God's love letter. This is this is God materialized in this book. This is God on these pages. When you read and you study this book, you'll find that God has so much to say about you. And as you abide in this word. Now, I, I, I talk a lot about abiding in the word. I talk a lot about this because you can't get away from it. Your flesh doesn't like reading the Bible or studying it. Your flesh just wants to goof off and waste time. But your spirit wants to. Your spirit is willing, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit knows that it's perfect in God's eyes, but the flesh does not quite accept it. It wants more reasons. It wants you to prove it to, to it. And so even if you do try to prove it to your flesh, your flesh will never be satisfied with your reasons. It will always demand more. But I want to let you know that as you study this book and you read of all the things that God has said of you, you're going you're gonna to have your mind blown. And I'm just going to read some of the things that God has to say about us, about our identity. Yeah. Okay, before we get into the scriptures about what God says about us, I want to I say a little something. So there's insecurity and then there's identity. Insecurity is the opposite of the identity that God has put in us, that God has given us. And uh, insecurity can also come, insecurity can also try to compensate for that, for that identity. God has already given us his identity. He's already put his worth, his love on the inside of us. But insecurity doesn't feel, insecurity doesn't feel good enough. And insecurity can come even when we identify with our sins and mistakes and their shame abounds. You just begin to feel so shameful when you identify with your sins and mistakes. Don't identify yourself with your sins and mistakes. Why would you do that? Jesus took that upon himself. And so in the episode sexuality, I said, I said people identify themselves with their sexuality. And I said, sexuality is a part of our humanity, but it is not the basis of our identity. It shouldn't be the, the, it's not supposed, nothing is apart from God is ever meant to be the basis of our identity. When something becomes the basis of our identity, it will never make up, it will never come close to fulfill, to, it'll never come close to fulfill the standard set by God of identity of self-worth nothing apart from god can ever do that nothing and so it's not just that other people like find identity in uh, try to find identity in stuff in in stuff they do and while that's great and while that's a part that maybe a part of your life it's it shouldn't be the basis of your identity if you've made the basis of your identity anything other than God, you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, who are you fooling? I mean, just 
like you're like all on your own like just be honest with yourself where have i put my identity where in whom in what have i put my identity and when and once you get that from there you then re you just, you then come into the word of god and find out what god has to say about you you find your place in god where you belong is in god you are his so i actually i'm spoiling the next part which is what god says about you yeah now here's just a few of those scriptures isaiah 41 verse 8 all the way up to 13 behold you israel are my servant jacob whom i have chosen the descendants of abraham my friend you whom i have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions and said to you you are my servant i have chosen you and have not cast you away fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you yes i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand behold all those who are incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and all those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord, will hold your right hand and say, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord, and your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. And we have Isaiah 44, verse 1 to 2, which says, Yet hear now, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord, who made you and formed you from the womb, who will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. Psalm 139 says, says of us that we are fearful, wonderful, and marvelous. Isaiah 43 verse 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgression for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. And now this is one which spoke to one of my dearest friends last year that God just like, completely blew her mind and this is it this is isaiah 43 verse 1 and let's see but now thus says the lord who created you o jacob and he who formed you o israel fear not for i have redeemed you i have called you by your name you are mine you are god's that is every this whole episode is built on that one thing we belong to jesus we belong to god and so it doesn't matter what anyone says it doesn't matter what may come to mind you are god's you belong to him and he has put his worth 
His eternal love and worth on the inside of you. You are not just good enough. You are perfect. You are perfect in God's eyes. And that's all that matters. Now, I want us to pray and I want us to just like to really to have this to set inside our souls. Let's pray. Lord God, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, that you have called us. You have redeemed us. You have called us by our names and you have called us yours. We belong to you. Lord, we thank you that though insecurity may try to arise, Lord, our identity is found in you. Our worth is found in you, not in other people, not in comparison, not in pride, but in you and you alone. Help us to make that the basis of our identity. Help us to delve deeper into your word to find out all that you've, say, you've said about us. Open our eyes, even as we study your word, to see all that you've written about us in this love letter of yours. Lord, we thank you that we are yours. We are yours. That is our identity. We are yours. Lord, I pray that you would restore identity on the inside of each and every one of us, that you would bring about healing and restoration wherever identity has been broken, where it has been misplaced, where it has, where it has been through comparison, through pride. Lord, I pray that you would bring restoration and healing, Lord, and restore self-worth and restore identity and restore value, Lord, as those whom you treasure and love. We are the ones whom you treasure and love. Now, this is for everyone. Say, I am the one you love. I am the one you love. We thank you for loving us and calling us even though we don't deserve it and we could never earn it. Now we give you all of us and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was really amazing making. Um, I really have enjoyed making this episode because I feel it is much needed. The episodes that I'm making these days, they're not, they're, I'm making episodes that are needed and I'm talking about topics that we need to talk about. I mean, I remember like sometimes like I needed to go, to, I needed to find podcasts like like these, resources like these that would just speak to me that that were Christian and that and that spoke about and that spoke about this stuff and that, you know, I wanted to find it in the church. I wanted to find stuff that had to do with God because I'm a Jesus freak. And uh, at times I would find it and at times I would find very few. And so I'm happy to be one of the stewards making such great content. Like there, uh, and I'm not, I'm not the only one making such great content. Um, I, I, like I, I have, there's Teens for Christ, which is a podcast like my own. And uh, I just love the content. I love the messages and I love the simplicity of the message because it's simple yet so deep. And there's all the only teens for Christ. But one of one of the 
one of the oh the late the latest guest was I think Jada Lynn and she has a, her a podcast of her own which is the half uh, let me see half an hour podcast and I, and so I, I'm recommending these two to you and if I find any more I will definitely recommend one. Oh, here's here's another one which there hasn't been an episode since last year on this one but it's re- it's really amazing. It's the TikTok Bible study by Elijah Lamb. And so there's a lot of Jesus freaks like me out there who are just on fire for God and want to empower and who want to equip and empower our generation to go out work like to go out and take over the world to go out and bring people to Jesus to bring people into this the most wonderful experience ever. And so I also want to say that I'm sorry that it has taken so long. I thought I would record before the month ended. I wanted to make it at least I wanted to make it a record for this year, set the record so high for episodes in a month for last month it's in September, but you know, the pro- just technical problems, but by the grace of God, here I am today. It's really quiet. It's like no noise at all. And I'm recording. And I'm happy and glad to have made this for you. And by the way, I'm starting a... What is it called? Uh, I don't even know. Okay, I have this app called Medium. And with this app, I can publish articles. I'm about to publish my first article on Medium. Um... Anchor, the podcast app that I used, suggested that I link my podcast to WordWeb, which I have done. But then, just the design of WordWeb. Uh, oh, it's not WordWeb. What am I? It's WordPress. But the design of WordPress is not is not that impressive. But Medium, on the other hand, which I found, and I was looking at this on play. I was I was reading an article about someone who was telling who was speaking about how they're quitting Instagram for good, and. Uh, I'm like, okay, interesting. So I went, read that, and I was like, man, this article looks so good. What, what is the website? Medium. And, was, and they showed me that they had an app. So I went on Play Store, and yes, I have an Android. So I went on Play Store, and I found the app Medium. And having found the app Medium, I felt like God was saying to me that this is a good investment because I was hesitating on installing it. I felt like God was saying to me, I believe it is God. I really believe it's God, that this is a good investment. And so, but I am yet to publish my first article, but I want like at least one more person to read it and tell me how it is because I believe that God has gifted me in writing. And it's not, it's not, it's not to say that, oh, it just came like that. It started out with journals and I would write my, my thoughts and kind of poetry. God has really inspired me in that. And I want to use this to help people. I don't want to be selfish with the gift, which is why kind of a lot of my writing over the past year, especially has developed in writing messages to people because I, I mean, it's not the, it's not the easiest when, when you also need encouragement, but having to, to send messages of encouragement to people and just let God speak through you. And so, okay, I'm getting a lot, a lot off track. I just want to say that I have enjoyed making this episode. Sorry that it is. I'm so sorry that it, that it has taken so long. And uh, I believe our next episode is the making of a man. 
and I'm really excited about that. I like. I want to make a lot, a lot more episodes. I also want to make another episode about relationships, and so the mo about relationships, our human relationships, and um, I'm just really excited about that. About all these episodes coming up, but you'll have to stick to stick around for that. And also, again, I'm reminding you that I'm starting a. I don't know what it is, what it is, but I think it's a blog. I think so. So check that out and check that out. Like maybe in like a day or so from now. Today is the 13th of October. So yeah, I'll, and I'm so glad to have made this episode. And I'll see you next time. Bye bye.